Hello and welcome to Adventures with ADHD where we shine the spotlight on fabulous neurodivergent folk so that they can you can be inspired, you can get tips and it's always lovely meeting new people. So today I have with me the lovely Julia Seymour. Hi Julia. Hello there, you alright? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on today. Pleasure. Great. So I'm going to dive straight in with some questions, Julia. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know you're Julia, but tell us a bit more about where you're from or where you're living and what you do for a living. Well, uh, I'm Julia. I live in Oxfordshire, but I'm originally from Birmingham, which you can probably tell from my accent. Uh, and uh, I'm a solution-focused hypnotherapist. So that means essentially that I use deep relaxation and positive um, language and affirmations to help people feel uh, calmer um, and more in control. So I do, do a lot of work with sleep. Um, that, that's kind of the thing that, I don't know, if I'm known for anything, maybe. Um, but but yeah, just, just helping people feel more in control of their lives, really, and better about themselves. Oh, wow. Lovely. Well, I will certainly be speaking to you after this interview because sleep is uh, something that I struggle with. So. Okay. Well, there we go then. It was fated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. And um, what got you into hypnotherapy? Wow, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> so essentially, I've always been interested in personal development. And I, I think that's an ADHD thing, actually. You know, my whole life, even from, you know, really, really young, I was always interested in reading lots of different personal development books and things like that. Um, and I'd used hypnotherapy uh, sort of downloads, you know, the whole Paul McKenna thing. And, you know, over the years... And then I uh, was, I'm going to be really honest, I had an argument with my husband, then husband, uh, and I uh, was on the sofa and I had a dream, which is crazy. I had this dream. Um, and when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a hypnotherapist. Uh, and, and I just went online and found the course and, and signed up for it. So it's a really... Um, it was a really weird dream. I had a like a tiger came out of the uh, of the jungle, uh, and it was and I could like it was so vivid. It was the most vivid dream I've ever had. It was like I could smell it, and like I run my fingers through its fur, um, and and it sort of looked at me. And then I woke up and I went, "I'm going to be a hypnotherapist to nobody," uh, and and that's when I did it. So I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a teacher for a long time. Um, and I still work as an advisor to a, a well-being in schools program. Um, so, uh, so it was a change, but it's still helping people in another form, you know. Yeah, yeah so, that's amazing. What a happy <laughs> dream to have, and that vividness, and then there, there was your message. It, it, it was, uh, yeah. I, I always, I'm almost self-edit when I tell people because it makes me sound crackers. But it was literally the most. It was so real I can't even tell you I can even I can even remember it now you know I guess people into spirit animals and things like that it was it was so vivid um and and that's where I ended up ended up doing this and, and when I decided that it was the most obvious thing in the world you know it, it was just like you know why didn't I think of that you know so that yeah that's what we did Oh, amazing. Well, I'm so glad I asked. That's lovely. That's so lovely. 
Okay. <laughs> no, lovely. And I'm I'm all about the spirit and spirit animals and universe. So mm -hmm. that's just like, oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what led you to your ADHD, whether diagnosed or identified? What led you there? Well, I'm, I am di I am diagnosed um, and I um, essentially I had always thought I was I just, you know, you know, like you do. Um, and then I went through the menopause um, and, and I got divorced and I moved house and I was doing building work and, and there was all this sort of it was actually a lot of trauma to be fair when I look back on it. But when you're in it with ADHD, I don't think you always realise um, and I, that, that was the point where I just completely, my memory was actually decimated mm. by the combination of, of menopause and ADHD. Um, and it was quite scary and I lost a lot, a lot of my cognitive function really at that time. And, um, and, and it's hard to, you know, it's, it's like anything with ADHD, it, it's hard to work out what caused what, do you know what I mean? But, but that was the point where I was like, oh, okay, you know, I think this really is. When I, I don't, I don't think that that link between menopause and ADHD was talked about even, even you know, three, three or four years ago. But it, for me, it was so profound um, that that's the point where I thought, oh, okay, that's what's going on. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I am hearing more and more about the links between, you know, how menopause can really like exacerbate the symptoms. Um, I'm not there yet, but um, I'm sure <laughs> I'm waiting. So, yeah. well, yeah, and I think it's it's like anything, isn't it? Forewarned is forearmed with these things. And I think people talk about the menopause a lot more, you know, recently than they ever did. Um, but but for me, it, it, it had a really profound effect. And I'm kind of first through of a lot of, of most of my friends. I went through it relatively young, but, you know, first through mo most of my friends. Um, and I don't think even we as strong, interested women realise how profound the change the change is. Um, and, and when you add ADHD into that, um, it, you know, it, it really can be difficult. So I, I'd just say to anybody who's heading in that direction, just health, get, you know, get your health in, in as robust a position as it can be, actually, um, to, to sort of ease the path into that, really. You know, and HR, HRT, obviously. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Apologising, I'm maybe coughing through this interview. Um, as we were just saying, I've just done a, a musical theatre show and now we've all got this bug, so do excuse me. Um, <laughs> thank you. That's really, really valuable about getting on top of your health and everything for in preparation. Yeah, so... So what's different now you know about ADHD? Um, I think that I am probably better at realising that the things that I really struggle with are not because I am useless, you know, and, and I think even me, you know, who's generally very, very positive and, you know, we don't, we try not to use sort of negative language in this house and all those sorts of things. So what my, my, daughter here as well um but 
I just think just things like household stuff I really struggled with. I'm profoundly untidy. Um, and and I, I felt really awful about that for a long time. Um, and I think I'm just starting to be like, okay, this is a specific learning need, you know. Um, and I, I think it's quite easy to to, to sort of see that as part of your character as like a, a major character flaw. Um, and, and I was always very conflicted because I was like, but I can do all this stuff, but I can't like organize the washing, you know, okay. that, that has quite a profound impact on your self-esteem. Um, and I think, so I'm more open to help and I'm better at admitting what's going on. Um, because I'm a profound, I mean, I don't know about you, I'm a profound masker. I really, you know, uh, you know, um, and I'm just starting to, you know, let people see that vulnerability, which I don't enjoy. I won't lie, uh, you know, but I think it is important. I mean, do are you, are you a masker? Are you better? Are you good at telling people when you need help? What about you? Well, it, just as you were saying that, it's really interesting because I've just been doing this, this show. So this is the first time I've been in a kind of learning environment for a long time, you know, learning the, the words. And I have had to ask for help. Like some of the, it wasn't complicated dance routines, but there were a lot of songs, a lot of movements, a lot of exits on and off stage. And sometimes I was just, I just had to say to people, I have no idea what I'm doing. Feel free to, to tell me. And people were so <laughs> lovely, you know, like, don't walk off stage yet oh yes you yeah. know and before I would have really given myself a hard time why can't you just do it like everyone else but because there was so much to remember I I did accept help from other people and actually yes scary vulnerable but also so lovely like oh these people really do help and it's it's a very new experience so I totally get how vulnerable it is you know mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, there's loads of studies about help and, you know, and when we when we want to, um, when we need help, I'm very much, no, I'm fine. I can do it. You know, I can do it myself. Absolutely fine. And and but actually, when we ask other people for help, studies show that they actually feel closer to us. So I, I think as ADHDs, you're almost like, oh, I don't want to put on them. I don't want to, you know, but actually, actually, that's that builds the relationship. And. And I think those social difficulties stop us from doing that, actually, and that fear of rejection, which is, you know, real. So, yeah. um, so I try and rem I try and remind myself that that you know, actually, it's part of socialization and and you know, social relationships to to help each other with things. That's how you know human beings move forward, isn't it? So, you know, yeah, but it's not easy. <laughs> no, and it's it's fascinating talking about it in this context because you're, you know, yeah, the fear of rejection over the years, I think I just thought I'll do it all myself then. I'll do it all myself. And now unlearning that is, is wow. Yeah, amazing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, and I love I love the way you, you put it in the context of social socialisation, helping mm -hmm. each other rather than us being the ones doing all the helping you know and yeah. burning out yeah accepting help i think that's that's huge isn't it
And, and you know, that, that positive – so one of the, the key, sort of key principles that I work with is about those positive relationships because it's a fundamental keystone to good mental health is regular positive interaction with other people. Um, and I know myself, as a self-employed person as well, my world just became, especially with COVID, the world becomes smaller, you know, and you don't have that positive interaction. Um, when I'm working with clients, we, we really put in that kind of when are you seeing people that like you and love you and you enjoy spending time with, not just people you have to spend time with, you know. So things like you doing your show and being around fun, vibrant people, that's all just so good for your for your sort of positive mental health, you know. Yeah, so, and I, I think it's just worth it's just mentioning how um, I really had to put boundaries in place as well yeah. because being autistic as well as ADHD, you know, I get a great buzz and then I'm peopled out and I I need my my rest. So the last few weeks I built in proper rest time so that I could um, meditate and really relax. And, I, you know, the after show party, I just didn't have it in me to go. And I was years ago, I would have forced myself anyway. Yeah, I was starting to feel ill and I just, just didn't have anything left. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go home. Yeah. And I felt okay about it. I wasn't like, oh, I'm missing out. I was missing out, but I didn't beat myself up over it. So boundaries as well when you're socialising is, is huge, isn't it? I mean, I mean, uh, again, that's something else that I do a lot of work with clients on is those boundaries because, you know, it, it's about realizing that boundaries are good for everybody not just for you you know because when you're you feel safe and comfortable you exude that to other people and they bet they know where they are with you too so you know even if you feel a bit selfish putting boundaries in place actually they're good for everyone you know um it makes everybody feel comfortable um and, and you're, you're totally right i mean space you know, is so important for ADHDs. That kind of, well, I know I'm going to do that, so I'm going to give myself this time to rest before and time to recover after. How do how so how do you how do you use that time then? I'm interested because I know what I do, but what do you do to sort of um, decompress when you've had too much socialising? What do you use? Do you well? Well, this, this week I knew was going to be, because we had so many rehearsals and then the shows. So what I did is I I didn't have any calls, any work calls. I had some coaching clients mm -hmm. um, and I literally, like, like I say, I struggle with sleep. So I was doing yoga nidras. Um, yoga nidra. <laughs> if people don't know what they are, they're kind yeah, of yeah. like deep relaxation guided meditations but you don't it's it's hard to explain really but they help you get into a relaxed state don't they yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of um parity i think between yoga nidra and hypnotherapy actually but they're brilliant aren't they and they're so relaxing so lots of yoga nidra lots of time away from the normal things you would do yeah, yeah just um trying to sleep meditating emotional freedom technique tapping for energy yeah. which really okay. helped and yeah. a, a cold Wim Hof shower just <laughs> it's, do you know what I swear by a cold shower in the mornings because 
it does something to my brain does it with you it just makes my brain feel like it's working yes yeah absolutely so yeah. um yeah and just not not really seeing anyone taking the dog for a walk as well you know um but yeah I had to like it was a real test of what's a, what's what I'm capable of energy wise yeah. Yeah. and I I did get ill but so did quite a few of us but mm. I what my my whole thing was I wanted to do, enjoy every show and not feel like I was dead on my feet you know um, yeah and I had the the energy oh this my camera's annoying I hope it hasn't affected the sound no it's all right I can yeah yeah people can just close their eyes if they don't want to see my head jerking around <laughs> all that place but yeah oh brilliant so what yeah. are your what are your strengths then what What's great about you? Oh, well, uh, I'm a bit Sherlock, you know, in that I can just suss things out very quickly, <laughs> you know. And if I'm if I go into like an organisation or if I'm in a room, I can always work out. I mean, if I'm in a restaurant, I can always work out what all the relationships are, how everybody's feeling, you know, what what's going on. Uh, so I'm a bit of a nightmare to go anywhere with. And if there's anything like my daughter's been up to something, she shouldn't have been at home. I know within about two minutes because I can like, <laughs> you know, it's like that Sherlock thing, doo -doo -doo -doo, you know, yeah. and see see what's been moved. Um, but I mean, I'm 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 a big pattern matcher. I love you know, in, uh, and so you know. It's really useful in work because I can see, and you'll know this, you can see the patterns of people's lives. You have that overview that when you're in it, you've got the nitty gritty in the day to day, but you just have that overview of, of what's of, of, of where they want to go to and where they've been. And, and you just pick it up very, very quickly, um, supernaturally quickly sometimes. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so uh, yeah, that would uh, that's probably my number number one, and being able to recognise songs like in the first note, or maybe like even before you know when the sound comes in. Yeah. I've got like, yeah, I've got like crazy hearing. Um, so yeah, so those are my superpowers, if we call it. So I don't know how much I subscribe to this ADHD as a superpower. <laughs> it's, it's my kryptonite, but uh, but yeah, that would be yeah. That's, those are mine. Yeah. Yeah, and that is such a com you know such a great one with the the pattern recognition and putting all those things together just by itself you know like without having to think um, yeah amazing and um, the song one yeah I'm really good at that as well recognizing a song in almost instantly it's yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah yeah like some of the Beatles the Beatles songs have got like a specific sort of sound because of the way they're recorded before like the notes come in like you know like there's like a mm, like a yeah I don't know I wish I've always thought I wish there was a job you know because that would be a um yeah a skill to use but yeah I don't know <laughs> probably is um, okay so have you got any stories to share like that you can look back on and think oh that's that was ADHD at play there. No, I haven't really. I was thinking, yeah, I was not specifically. No, I can't think of that. I think the only thing I've really noticed since like being diagnosed is that like the things I like 
are so ADHD, you know, like, you know, when you like, like particularly TV, because I'm a big, like, if I'm trying to regulate and I'm working really hard on regulation at the moment between having to, you know, interacting with people. Um, One moment, I'm going to pause the dolphin thing. So do you have any kind of stories that are related to ADHD that you look back on and think, oh, that's ADHD? Not really. I mean, I think my interests are quite ADHD, you know, like the TV shows that I like. You know, I was on a, a, a I found this thread, you know, just disappeared down that rabbit hole um, about, you know, shows that people like that are super, you know, neurodivergent. Gilmore Girls, I mean, oh. love, even though, you know, a lot of the there's a lot of body image stuff and a lot of outdated stuff there that's a bit but you know Gilmore Girls, New Girl, that's classic you know just just yeah the things that I like are quite you know <laughs> so so I think I think that as well and, and also I mean I think back obviously things like when I was at university and I'd like go and change my course every few weeks. Oh right yeah. You know. <laughs> nobody would say to me do you think maybe you know <laughs> um yeah things like that you know you just think oh <laughs> yes yeah but but i also i also think that we learn through doing adhd is learned through doing um and I wonder if I'd have known about my adhd earlier on yes life would have probably been different in lots of positive ways um, it, I think in terms of relationship choices, I think that that's an you know if you get in early, that's a good that's a good thing to to um, really be looking at. But I also had a lot of experiences and did a lot of learning that I wouldn't have had. So all that all those things are tough, yeah. but it's brought me to where I am. So I, I try and be quite reflective yeah. about that, um, and because I know the way we learn by doing I, when I've done something stupid or I think oh god why didn't I just listen to xyz you know um I, I do try and go well I wouldn't have I wouldn't have learned and what's the learning you know and, and I think it's quite useful for us as ADHD is to be reflective oh yeah 100% agree and yeah if you can you know there's there is grief isn't there and a whole cycle of grief that kind of ca carries on cycling around yeah. doesn't it yeah yeah but I think you're right the key is okay what have I learned what can I learn you know where has how has this got me to where I am absolutely otherwise um people will just be miserable you know and we don't want people to be miserable do we we want them to be <laughs> happy and and loving of themselves you know yeah, and I think ADHDs can just bring so much to people, pe other people's lives. I think, you know, we are, you know, the, the creatives and the, you know, the inspirers, hopefully. And, you know, I think part of it is about us stepping into that role um, and, and, and raising ourselves um, and, and stepping into who we can be. And that's quite difficult. And I, I feel like it's probably particularly difficult. It's really difficult, I think, for women... I mean, I don't know your age, but my, you know, my age, I'm like, what, nearly 50 now. So 
Women might, I think that's really hard, but I also wonder about the younger generation who are growing up knowing all this information already. And so they're almost, their ADHD is almost being shaped by social media and what they're hearing and all the things that ADHDers can't do, you this, know. This is, yeah, this is a problem, I think, because it's very, because we, we're so, we're like sponges, aren't we? So we absorb these messages. And if somebody says, oh, well, I can't, if they hear, you can't do this because you've got ADHD, that's going to potentially become a belief, isn't it? Which, you know, we, we if we want to do things, we find a way, you know, and if, yeah. if you can't find a way, do you really want to do it? You know, these are the sorts of questions that, that need to be asked. But yeah, that's, that's why I do a lot of what I do to yeah. 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 a lot of those beliefs, you know? I think it's really like because a lot of the work that I do is you know that sort of it's neuroscience based so people think hypnotherapy is like one and done it isn't because we want long-term brain change so we need to repeat these positive affirmations these positive behaviors so we've got to remember that every time we're reading oh ADHD is more prone to mental illness ADHD is are uh, untidy I mean I am but you know <laughs> you yeah. know you, you have to change that because what's happening is their brains are changing the, the brains are physically changing. We're, we're reinforcing neural pathways that are not helpful. Um, and, and so I think part of it has really got to be about that responsibility and, 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 and being conscious of what you're being fed. Um, and that's why I'm, I, I worry for young neurodivergence because I think there's nobody to protect them from yeah. that, you know, at the early stages. So, yeah. Yeah, really, really interesting point. Um Okay, so what helps you with your ADHD challenges? Well, that's a really good question. Um, so uh, we hate structure, right? But we really need it. So that's <laughs> so that's number one. Uh, um, I always say I'm big on preparing for success. So, and people call it, I don't know, they call it future friending or whatever we call it, preparing for success. So. I try and go for those basic needs first. So I always go like sleep, food, shelter, you know, and then you build from that, don't you? So, you know, if I plan my meals, that makes a huge difference. Uh, I get my vitamins and, you know, regime. I've got a vitamin regime. Um, I try and get early sunlight. Um so like this morning I was outside in the garden working at about half, because I wake up quite early, um, half five, um, just planning my week and stuff. So I try and get plenty of sunlight. Um, and then if I'm on like the lower end of things and I'm, I've got a lot on, um, like, oh, sorry, like you, I try, I, I try and give myself that extra space either side of things. Um, yeah. And spend a lot of time under weighted blanket um, uh, with, you know, sometimes I have, you know, the ear defenders and sunglasses. So I like try and reduce all the stimulation, basically, yeah. um, so that I've got it to give elsewhere, if you see what I mean. So, yeah. Um, and it's so essential to get those basic needs yeah. met. Yeah. Because otherwise you can't function, you know? No, and like you mentioned sleep earlier on, but for me, the thing that I tell all my clients is basically 11, like you have to try and be asleep by 11 p.m. 
because that's, you know, you want three cycles of REM sleep overnight. Um, and that's the point where everything that's happened during the day gets moved to a different part of the brain. So you don't feel it like emotionally, you have more of a reflection of it. And you can tell it as a story rather than feeling it still. So that's why we feel better when we wake up the next morning and look back on something because we've had time for our brain to process it. So for ADHDs, that's super important to have those three rounds of REM sleep because our brains are processing so much um, that, that, there's that, that I'm, I'm always trying, I always get into bed really early um, so that I can, you know, benefit from that really. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy always changing habits, but it is so important. And with the right support, um, yeah. habits can be changed. And that's the thing, even if people have tried before and, you know, not failed, but not mm -hmm. failed because they yeah. tried, you know, yeah. um, this is what can really help. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, so finally then, what, what advice or tip would you give to somebody that's just been diagnosed with ADHD and is maybe feeling a bit lost? I would say that when you're diagnosed with ADHD, I think you wait so long for diagnosis that you don't expect to feel worse, like the, once you've got the diagnosis. So I wouldn't say people, you know, you should definitely feel be ready to feel worse. But I would say the most important thing is that you dig in and cover your basics because there'll be a lot of information. There'll be a lot of people who are ready to tell you things. There'll be a lot of people ready to take your money, organisations, you know, things like that. So it's, I think... It's really important to get an idea of the kind of life that you want to live and start thinking about how you want life to be in an ideal world and then start moving towards that in really, really small steps, like really small. Um, because I think that that our brain, we know what's good for us, really. We know what we want, but we have to get quiet enough to hear it. Yeah. Um, and, and that wisdom is there. So I think if I'd say anything, I'd say do everything you can to reduce anxiety and take care of yourself first and foremost. Then you can start putting things in small step at a time. We don't like small steps. I always want to do everything, but small steps work, you know. Yeah, and you, you can find feel yourself getting somewhere with the small steps rather than, oh, I haven't done it all, that's it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Around. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's how motivation works. Like, you know, we, we do a tiny thing. We get the boost of, you know, uh, all the dopamine and, all you know, all the good chemicals. And then we can do the next thing. So we rarely just do that small thing if we make it small enough, you know. So so that that's that's what I would use if I was starting again. Yeah. <laughs> and stay off social media. <laughs> Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Julia. So many good tips, so much inspiring advice. And thank you for telling your story as well. It's, it's been lovely having you on. And I know that people are going to benefit from this interview. So thank you so much. That's brilliant. Thanks so much, Susie. I really appreciate it. You take care. Okay. Thank you.